0: Welcome to the Teacher Blogs Podcast, a podcast for teachers who have more time to listen than to read. This is a podcast that amplifies the voices of education writers that are seen, read, but need to be heard. If you've written a blog post that you'd like me to consider featuring here, please message me at teacher underscore blogs on Twitter. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, and I'm so glad that you're joining me on this episode. Let the learning begin. Today's blog post was written and read by Lynn Thomas. You can read it on the Teachers on Fire magazine on Medium or on Lynn's blog located at wordsgrow.com. You can also connect with Lynn on Twitter at TomLynn101 or on Instagram at ThomasHousehold101. Now, here is Lynn's blog post. Q is for questions and not getting caught in the quagmire.
1: is for questions and not getting caught in the quagmire. A teacher's job is full of questions. That's what we do really, live in questions. Answering, asking, composing, rephrasing. All those questions fill our day. And then we ask some more questions. Questions that we hope will challenge our students, push them deeper, and foster critical thinking. We perfect our questioning skills to avoid trite answers and reveal the true extent of thinking, learning, and understanding of students. These queries help us reframe and reflect to improve our teaching and increase understanding. We learn how and when questions are most effective to improve the learning process. Pooja Agarwal's book, Powerful Teaching, reveals the neuroscience involved in how we learn best and when in the learning process questioning is most effective. She outlines the importance of retrieval practice, pulling information out of students' heads, and demonstrates how it boosts student knowledge and higher-order thinking. How is retrieval practice done? Well, there are a variety of ways, like no-stakes quizzes, short answer questions, or brain dumps, but they all start with questions, prompting students to remember or retrieve what they learned yesterday, two days ago, last week, etc. It's amazing how much better students learn material when we employ questioning that guides students to retrieve information, concepts, etc. In fact, Agarwal cites a 2006 study by Henry L. Rodiger III and Jeffrey Carpike at Washington University in St. Louis, which showed how most of us think rereading information is the way to go. And in the short term, it is effective, but retrieval practice demonstrated better long term results. An all-important aspect of questioning is the act of self-reflection. Questioning the how and why throughout the process of creating and delivering lessons is key to improvement. Sometimes it can be a difficult, agonizing process because it forces you to accept your shortcomings and mistakes. I know, because I've been there a lot. It is a vulnerable position, and being vulnerable is pretty scary but it is worth it when the increased understanding and wisdom fosters improvement in yourself and for your students. While self-questioning in the form of reflection is a good thing, it can have a dark side. I've been trapped there many times. The quagmire of self-doubt, primarily caused by negative questioning and subsequent destructive self-talk, sucks you into a black, slimy, squelching mess to struggle and sink ever deeper. It's a nasty place that vomits negativity and shatters confidence. Furthermore, continued toxic self-talk can limit and affect your thinking, cause relationship issues, and even prompt feelings of depression. Elizabeth Scott, in her article, How to Reduce Negative Self-Talk for a Better Life, says that negative self-talk is any inner dialogue you have with yourself and that it can follow the path of typical cognitive distortions catastrophizing blaming and the like furthermore our inner critic limits our ability to believe in ourselves and our own abilities and reach our potential it is any thought that diminishes us and our ability to make positive changes in our life and our confidence in our ability to do so. Because of this, negative self-talk can not only be stressful, but it can really stunt our success. When questioning ourselves leads to self-doubt and this sort of negative spiral into the quagmire, we need to practice some kindness on ourselves and limit the detrimental effects and get ourselves into a more positive, healthy state of mind. There are numerous techniques that can be employed, four of which Denise Vilhauer, PhD, summarizes in her article from Psychology Today, four ways to stop beating yourself up once and for all. She admonishes that we should do the following. First, notice the critic. Awareness is the first step to reducing and getting rid of that annoying inner critic. Second, separate the critic. We often struggle to separate ourselves from the critic, and one way to do this is to give it a name. Literally, names that might help you not take the critic so seriously may help face it. Would you trust the opinion of nasty nincompoop or the old hag? Talk back. Start by remembering that thoughts and feelings aren't reality. That can help you start to argue back and begin to build an inner ally. And finally, replace the critic. By talking back and building that inner ally, we can begin to replace the critic and eventually get him fired. Cross examining that critic and list- listing good things, along with thinking like a friend, will help strengthen your inner ally and banish the critic from your thought processes. References are available on my blog.
0: You just heard, Q is for questions and not getting caught in the quagmire, a post written and read by Lynn Thomas. You'll find this article on Lynn's blog, located at wordsgrow.com, and on the Teachers on Fire magazine on medium.com. If you're listening to this podcast on a mobile app, you'll find a direct link to her blog post in the show notes. You can also connect with Lynn on Twitter at TomLynn101 or on Instagram at ThomasHousehold101. If you enjoyed the content you heard in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at teacher underscore blogs. This podcast is created entirely using phones and the Anchor app, which is free, proving that you too can start podcasting today with no money in and no special equipment needed. If you have any questions about how to get started, feel free to pass them along and I'll do my best to help. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, thanking you for joining me today and hoping you'll be back for more right here on the Teacher Blogs podcast. Take care and stay safe.